Hello, 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 everybody. This is Gerald Salenti. The trends this week on Progressive Radio Network. And remember, everybody, do everything you can to support PRN because censorship is the new abnormal of America, the land that used to be of opportunity. What a joke. Land of opportunity, America, freedom and democracy. How dare you say what I don't want you to say? That's misinformation. You're only allowed to repeat what we tell you to repeat. And by the way, I find misinformation being sexist. We should change that name. Matter of fact, I'm going to change the name of the Trends Journal. I want to get, you know, right up and dead into the woke society. So I'm going to call it the Trends Journal. How about that, huh? Anyway, there was an article in uh, Axios about all the firings going on in the media world. There's no journalism anymore. It's gone. Been gone a long time, but it's dead now. And it's, uh, I call them prostitutes, media whores that get paid to put out by their corporate pimps and their government whoremasters. How could you look up to these clowns? I'll tell you how you look up to them. The same way you look up to a little moronic piece of low-life garbage like Mitch McConnell, the Republican minority leader. Hey, how about little Chucky Schumer over here in New York? Look at the clowns the people look up to. Look how low this country is sunk. You know, they had that election over there in um, Pennsylvania. And uh, again, two jerks running. I'm not taking a side on either one of them. And uh, this guy Fetterman won, right? When you look at Fetterman, he perfectly exemplifies how low America's sunk. The guy dresses like a slob. He got his hoodie on, ripped it, looked like his dungarees on, you know. Talks like a cafon. And again, the other guy, the Wizard of Oz, was no better running against him. But I'm just saying the style is exemplified by the politicians. It's right in front of your eyes. Look at the low-life clowns that are running and ruining our lives. This country is going down fast. It's going down hard. And that's why you need to support Progressive Radio Network, because they're doing everything they can. The people work very, very hard, Gary Null and the team, to give you the best that they have. And uh, so, you know, the products that they have, of course, Gary Null has at the top. So anyway, do what you can. Be thankful on this Thanksgiving that there is Progressive Radio Network and the great people they have on the shows. Yesterday, November 22nd, 2022, 2022, November what? November 22nd. Why is that that name, that number important? 
Well, if you looked at the New York Times yesterday, the toilet paper of record, they call themselves the paper of record. It's nothing good to wipe up crap with. It's a toilet paper. I get it every day, by the way, because I have to see what's going on and what the other sides are saying, all sides are saying. And I get the current events form future trends, so I have to look at current events that are important, that are trend-worthy. I... In the last two days, there was not one story that was of any significance in the New York Times that we could use for the Trends Journal, which is a weekly. And by the way, Gary Null and Richard Gale supply great articles for the Trends Journal as well. Trendsjournal.com, there's no magazine like it in the world. But going back to the November 22nd, 2022, not a word in the New York Times, not a word in the Wall Street Journal, not a word on CNN.com, not a word on Yahoo, not a word on Drudge, not a word anywhere of what November 22nd represents. To me, it represents the death of America, a day that will live in infamy. But nothing, not a word in the mainstream media. Zip, zero, nada. That's the day they assassinated JFK. Yep, I'll never forget it. It was a young guy. He's a soda jerk <laughs> at York's in Yonkers. They closed the store down. Everybody was crying and heartbroken. They assassinated the president of the United States. Oh. Ah, who cares, Salenti? Stop crying. You're either yelling or crying. You know, what's the matter with you? Hey, how about that World Cup, huh? Not one word. And who killed Kennedy? I just did a podcast with Judge Andrew Napolitano. And when I had the Peace and Freedom Rally here in Kingston on July 23rd, Judge Napolitano, along with Gary Knowles, Scott Ritter, Phil Giraldi, were the keynote speakers. And you could see the, go to Occupy Peace, and you could see the roundtable we did as well. Judge Napolitano went on in detail about how the government basically killed Kennedy. He wanted to do away with the CIA. The CIA did away with him. The CIA was invented by another low-life piece of scum, murderous, garbage clown playing president of the United States, Harry Truman. Oh, those dirty Russians, what they're doing in Ukraine. I think I'll drop a bomb on Nagasaki, an autumn bomb. How about Hiroshima, huh? Well, we'll only kill the innocent people. They, yeah, that was the Truman that brought us the CIA. Kennedy ended the Cuban Missile Crisis. The military-industrial complex had weapons, missiles, nuclear aimed at Russia out of Turkey. 
And Russia said, get those things out of there. Said, no, we're not going to get them out of there. We'll do whatever we want. All right. You have missiles aimed at us, nuclear missiles. We're going to put some down in Cuba. All right. You take them out of Cuba. We'll take them out of, out of Turkey. That was Kennedy. When Castro overthrew the Batista government, United States military industrial complex wanted the bombs away and invade Cuba. Remember the Bay of Pigs? <laughs> they wanted to nuke it. Kenny said, no, we're not getting involved in this. This isn't our trip. They killed him. Number of books out. LBJ. LB jerk. Yep. Eight, eight months after Kennedy was assassinated, LBJ declares the Vietnam War based on lies by another murderous piece of garbage scum crap McNamara, the defense secretary. You look at this guy, arrogant guy, arrogant little nothing. I wrote in my book, Trends 2000, actually, there was an article from somebody that served there about how they lied about the Gulf of Tonkin incident. But those murderous Russians, huh? America never does anything wrong. Yeah, you know, the Gulf of Tonkin never happened. And by the way, what the hell is the United States Navy doing in the Gulf of Tonkin over there? What if the Vietnam were in the Gulf of Mexico? They murdered him. And the clown playing president and the, who won the presidential reality show, the reality show champion, Donald Trump. Yeah, remember him? He was going to release the Kennedy Papers, what happened. And he backtracked. Yep. And Judge Napolitano said he had a conversation with Trump saying that Trump was going to release the papers. And Trump said, yeah, I'm going to release him. Then he said, I can't release him. And he said, why not? If the people saw it was in there, he said, no, this is so, so, and he went on and on. He didn't release him. How come he didn't release him? What, who are these clowns to tell? We're, we're the people. We pay for these clowns to run for office. Who are they to tell us what we can see and what we can't see? That's the Trump. We don't know what happened with Kennedy. Not one mention in the major media. Nothing.
Yep. Yeah, this is from my book, Trend Tracking, about McNamara. The Trends 2000, rather. Robert McNamara now states the quote, we were terribly wrong. Yeah, in, in his 1995 book, In Retrospect, The Tragedy and Lessons of Vietnam, former Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara finally revealed what an entire generation had known for 30 years, that our democratic government foisted the Vietnam War upon the public, knowing full well that Vietnam posed no threat to our national security and that the war was wrong, quote, terribly wrong and could not be won anyhow. Robert McNamara now states that, quote, we were terribly wrong. He should have been tried as a war criminal. His dogmatic policies resulted in the most terrible tragedy this country has suffered since the Civil War. We call for a tribunal for Bosnia. Why not McNamara? Do the Israelis forgive the Holocaust because the perpetrators have aged? Neither should we. McNamara ranks with Hitler and Stalin as a perpetrator of crimes against humanity. This is by Curtis D. Westfall, retired Air Force Colonel, Austin, Texas, letter to the editor of USA Today, 4-11-95. Washington deliberately sacrificed the lives of 58,000 American soldiers, ruined the lives of millions more, killed 3.3 million Vietnamese, and ravaged a foreign country whose destiny, for better or for worse, was none of our business. Yep. In the process, it exalted the CIA and FBI to inviolable KGB status, producing a situation in which dissent by private citizens meant ruin or jail. Yep. Despite the endless list of proven enormities, pronouncements from the lunatic, the lunatic middle continued to disseminate the fiction that America was a democracy dedicated for peace. This is from my book that I wrote in 1996. In 1995, President Clinton stated, quote, there is no right to resort to violence when you don't get your way. There is no right to kill people. Those who claim such rights are wrong and un-American. President Bill Clinton had evidently forgotten the massacres at Waco, Texas, or his own 1993 bombing of Iraq. This was in retaliation for the discovered Iraqi plot to assassinate former President George Bush on his visit to Kuwait. But since the CIA pamphlet teaching operatives how to assassinate unacceptable foreign leaders has been made public not long before, a moral stance on such issues was hardly justified. Yep, on the pretext of manifest destiny, national security, falling dominoes in American interests, Washington had been, quote, resorting to violence when you didn't get your own way every time it didn't get it its own way. Yeah, anyway, it goes on and on. So going back, going back to... Um, JFK's assassination. I have from the Daily News, five cents. I got it framed, actually. President killed. Governor Connolly shot. Suspect seized. Johnson is sworn in. 
Governor Conley shot. Governor Conley was a Democratic governor of Texas sitting in front of JFK. And he took the bullet in the back. In 1992, I got a telephone call. John Connolly wanted to meet me. He read my book, Trends, Trend Tracking. Far better than Megatrends, Time Magazine. I wrote that in 1989. And in it, I had forecast a new third party and said that someone like Ross Perot would be the candidate the Americans were looking for. He wanted to know how I did that. I'm going to make a very long story short. <clears throat> so, middle of October, I fly down to meet him in Dallas. Meeting was put together by a guy named John J. Hooker. From Tennessee. And we meet at the Anatole Hotel have, having lunch. Pat Cadell, he was a top pollster of the day, passed away recently. Rama Fox. It was Larry King's girlfriend at the time. It was Hooker that got Ross Perot onto Larry King when that was a big show to announce he was running for president. And myself, along with Connolly having lunch. And as they keep talking and cutting off Connolly, I cut them off. Because every sentence that Connolly was speaking was a paragraph and every paragraph a page. And I didn't like Connolly from what I'd known about him. And I was embarrassed of myself after hearing him talk and meeting him that I swallowed the baloney that was being fed. So, finish lunch and Hooker says, well, John, limousine's waiting outside. He said, let me, let me Connolly said, let me go get Nellie. <laughs> Nellie Fox, Nellie Connolly, of course, is his wife. And we get in the limousine. And we go to the book depository. This is where, of course, allegedly, Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy going around Daly Plaza. We sat out, we're, we're parked out in front. The picture that you see is the side 
of the book depository. The Connolly starts telling the story of what happened that day. This was their first time back since the assassination. And there I am with them. He goes on to say that I'm coming around Daly Plaza, he said, I heard a gunshot. He said, I knew it was a gunshot because I've been hunting since I'm a little boy. He said, I looked over to my right and I didn't see anything. I was wearing a dark blue suit that day. I was scrunched up in a jump seat. They didn't have jump seats in those days. The limousines weren't like they are today. I had my Stetson hat on my knee. And I look over to my left, and there were brains on my shoulder. He said, I knew there were brains because my daddy was a butcher. He said, then I felt a pounding on my back. And it was the bullet that ripped through his back, through his chest, through his hand, through his knee. And he goes flying forward. And you could Google this up. You can see it. His wife, Nellie, throws herself on top of him as he goes flying over. And that's what saved his life. No, not because of another bullet. He said it took us about 12 minutes to get to Parkland Hospital. It used to took about 20 minutes. He said, as the motorcade comes screaming into Parkland Hospital, there was a doctor taking a break. And he sees it. And he goes running down to the emergency room. And he happened to be a thoracic surgeon. And that's the one that worked on Connolly. <laughs> what kind of luck is that, huh? Or maybe it's bigger than luck. And what saved his life was that Nellie was on top of him and with her hand over in his chest and his, and his hand, you know, closed up. You, you know, bend over and put your hand on your, your chest and your knee and squeezing it. The air would have gone into his lungs and he would have suffocated had her hand not been on it. And then he never mentioned about, he said he heard three shots. That's all he kept saying. We heard three shots. And of course, I didn't question anything. It would be rude of me. And then we go outside and we took some photos and I got one of me and him and his wife, Nellie, in front of the book depository taken with a Polaroid camera. Robert Fox took it. And as we're going back into the Anatole Hotel, well, first of all, we're driving back, and I'm sitting across him in the limousine, and I'm looking at him, and, he's, and you see the picture of me and him, he's hunched over. And his hands have all these purplish, reddish blots all over him. And I said to him, how are you feeling? He said, not good, not good. He said, they say they have adhesions in my lungs, and they got me on prednisone. I knew he was on prednisone. 
because my father may rest in peace, they had him on prednisone. My father worked in the shipyards during the World War II. And he had asbestos poisoning. That's what he died from. I have a photograph of him. You know, we had a, had a going away party for him. Of course, I didn't tell him it was a going away party. Those days, back in the 80s, as soon as early 80s, he sent out letters to everybody. Last chance to see Louis going away party. Everybody came. It was a great time. Anyway, I had this photo of my father and his hands had all these splotches on them. So I knew Connolly was on his way out. And I told Hooker. And I said, Hooker, is this is Connolly's going to be passing away. I said, I've seen Gerald, my boy. How could you say that? I said, I said, I've seen this movie before. And Connolly and I stayed in touch from then from October to February. And then he died in April. We used to get to Trends Journal. So as we're walking back into the Anatole Hotel, Connolly stops me and says, you know, Gerald, I read your book. Fine piece of work. He said, I know your heart's in the right place. You don't have a clue what's going on. And neither do the American people. Because if they did, to be a revolution in this country. That was 1992. This is John Connolly, the governor of Texas, that not only took a bullet in his back as a Democrat, he was the Treasury Secretary under Ronald Reagan a Republican, in 1971 when they took us off the gold standard. Got it? If the American people knew what was going on, there'd be a revolution in this country. That was then. Look how look how low it's sunk since then. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness have been stolen from us. Happiness is a dirty word. How dare you be happy? And again, this has been going on, you know, for a long time. One of the most arrogant of murderous low-life pieces of scum crap playing president, Woodrow Wilson, former president of Princeton. As I say, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks. Gave us World War One. I'm a Yankee doodle dandy, a Yankee doodle do or die. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Oh, the Yanks are coming. What are you going there for? You got no business being there. 
gave us the Federal Reserve, gave us federal taxes, and gave us the government indoctrination system that morons and imbeciles call the public school. Country's been going down. This is no longer the land of opportunity. The day they killed Kennedy was the day America died. And not a word, not a word in the mainstream media yesterday about the death of President John F. Kennedy. Instead, some stupid story about Biden's granddaughter wearing Ralph Lauren and, and, and Tiffany things at the wedding. And the, that was this news. This country is going down hard and fast. And if we don't unite, united we stand, divided we die. Support PRN, subscribe to the Trends Journal, and donate to Occupy Peace if you want. Or else, all aboard. Next train to Auschwitz. We're going to take a break now. We'll be back soon. Ah, Louis Prima. I love Louis Prima. His son, by the way, Louis Prima Jr. He's great. Father, be proud of him. We had the Italian-American Foundation Festival up here. Can't say Columbus Day anymore, right? <laughs> Columbus Day weekend. Um, the uh, um, Louis Prima Jr. played. Wow, he was terrific. Terrific. Look him up, Louis Prima Jr. Louis Prima Jr. and the Witnesses. They're terrific. I mean, a real great, great, great music. So anyway, that was part of the um, the John Connolly. What happened and, and how the, none of this is in the news anymore about Kennedy and how sad it is. You know, we, we anybody wants to have any questions or answers, uh, feel free to call at 888-874-4888, 888-874-4888. And again, when you listen to those, what PRN is doing, it's so important. I mean, PRN should be, it should be the, um, it should be the, Bigger than CNN, ABC, NPR, NPR. NPR is no public radio. It's just government crap shoved down your throat. So do what you can to support PRN. Hey, we have E from Edgewater. How you doing, E? Gerald. Doing okay. Can Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Well, I just want to pick up on what you were saying about the Kennedy assassination, uh, Connolly. Yeah, I, I came up with this new uh, theory on uh, one of the reasons why they created this Vietnam War was to get people to start going to college uh, uh, mandatory. They wanted to make college mandatory back in the 60s, so they created this war to force people to go into college to escape the draft. That was a trick. Okay? Why did they want people to go to college? Because only wealthy people were going to college back then, and people that stayed a long time, they'd send their kids to college. 
not everybody was rich that went to college. I'm not saying that, but a lot, most of them were. And they didn't want that because then they're just competing against each other. They needed us to go to college because they were going to the finest colleges because they could afford to send their kids to the finest colleges. And we had to struggle and take out loans and go into debt to go to small colleges. So their kids were going to get all the good jobs. And this is why they started that whole thing, to get people to go. And that's what it is now. If you graduate high school, you have to go to college if you're going to keep up with the Joneses, right, Cheryl? So it's not that hard to see. It's not that hard to see. Once you start seeing things like you're starting to see things now of how corrupt and how evil these people are, it's not hard to see. Yeah, there was other reasons why they made Vietnam. They wanted to test out the napalm and the Agent Orange, the defoliant, to burn these people up. It was a disgrace. It was a disgrace, and they wanted to get rid of 200,000 of our young boys like my brother. And I told you all about that, that he went because he was tricked. He was tricked into going, thinking that he was protecting the country. But it, was a, but it was a big trick. And, and, you know, there's a lot of details I'm leaving out, but basically I wanted to bring that point across. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, you, <laughs> I, I didn't want to go. I hated, I hated every day of school. I ran away from kindergarten. At four and a half years old, I crossed the Boston Post Road in the Bronx. This is before the, uh, the highways. That was the main artery between New York and Boston. And they took me out because they know I'd be killed. And, I know and, you, you, you. and anyway, I, didn't, I hated every day of school. I got left back in the fifth grade. The only reason they got me out of high school was to get me out. And I wanted to open up a delicatessen in Parkchester in the Bronx. And right. Viet- the Vietnam War. I'm born in, right. uh, matter of fact, I'll be next, next week I'll be 76, spirit of 76. So anyway, I go to my father, may he rest in peace. I said, Papa, I said, they're drafting everybody. He said, what should I do? He said, listen, he said, I taught you enough. He said, I have my own problems. You figure it out. I knew a guy that was dumber than me in school that got into a college in West Virginia Remember, they used to call us greasers back in those days, right? I'm a greaser, born in the Bronx in West Virginia in 1965. It was the only school I could get into. I did it to beat the draft. And, and I was dumb enough to also believe that we had to be there because the dominoes would fall and they had to protect us from the, from the communists. I... I and I mentioned to you what Connolly said to me, you don't have a clue, and neither do the American people, what's really going on. 30 years ago, I didn't have the clue I have now. And you keep learning more as you get older if you keep learning. So, yeah, well, you, make a, you make a very valid point. E. Thanks a lot. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, hey, please, Gino. Please, can I just, can, can I just respond? Yeah, quickly. Can I yeah. just respond because... What you're saying is it's so great that you're on the air here because you're the perfect example of somebody who got indoctrinated into that system and then saw what it was all about, and now you're trying to get away from it and do something about it like we all are trying to do. I was just like you, Joe. 
You know why we didn't like school? Because we knew they were lying to us. And the most of the other kids, they were all paying attention and doing what they were told. And I'm sitting there, and I said, I'm in second grade. I wouldn't go to school. I'd go to the park and look at things and play and have fun. I was just like you, Gerald. I grew up in the Brooklyn. You're in the Bronx. My father got uh, asbestos from working in the Board of Education and all the heating and in the Navy. He died to the same thing. We have a uh, lot of same kind of things going on. But that was the point. We, they were lying to us, and we knew it, and most of the kids didn't know, and that's why they got indoctrinated so much. And, and you got tricked into, into believing things that weren't true. Yep. I was able to see through it because I wasn't going. I wasn't getting indoctrinated as much. But that was the point. We knew there was something that was evil about it, and that's why we didn't want yeah, to go. Yeah, well, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't understand what they were talking about. I just hated it. I, did, I hated the Anyway, yeah, it's a whole system. Like, Governor, like Judge Napolitano, please tune in tonight at 6 p.m., Trends Journal. Go to Trends Definitely. Journal uh, and, and tune in. And he mentions this isn't a government system. It's a, a public school system. It's a government system. And, again, that right. was also brought to you by Woodrow Wilson. Thanks a lot. Uh, e. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Gino from the Bronx, how you doing? Hey, Gerard. Good day to you and everybody else listening. Gerard, to add to what you were saying about uh, President Kennedy, you know, uh, can you hear me? Yep, I hear you. Okay. Right, so uh, last year on Gary's show, I heard uh, someone who's really carrying on in that family in a good way Robert Kennedy Jr., not only with his book on on uh, Fauci and Big Farmer and the attempt to take away more democracy throughout the world, but he admitted last year uh, that he never believed in a conspiracy about his, uh, his father, Robert Kennedy Jr., or his uncle, John, until he went to a friend's house only in the last few years, and they showed him so much information that now he realizes, and I, I quote, now I know they killed my father and my uncle. This was on Gary's show. And he, uh, he says my family has had a, a, a fight with the CIA for over 60 years. Now, you mentioned that uh, the, uh, the, the assassination, uh, what you left out was uh, when he fired uh, Dulles, the head of the CIA, and 3,000 workers when he was going to yep. be breaking it up, Dulles ended up on the Warren Commission. That's an important piece to know, that obviously he, he spread lies about what happened that day. Also, Robert, uh, Kennedy, uh, Robert uh, uh, Kennedy said, I will never know what happened to my brother until I become president. Well, we know they also killed him. Now, a lot of people uh, we've seen in history have been done in for telling the truth. Uh, Martin Luther King, we could give the whole list, uh, Malcolm X, uh, you know, Robert Kennedy, you could go on and on and on. Uh, what's happened to the truth tellers like Snowden and... and, and uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so nobody is going to be able to stop these people. The, the war criminals are in charge. Stop. Nope. I totally disagree with you on that point. Nobody's able to stop these criminals. They're criminals. If we, the people, don't unite to fight the criminals, then that says about who the people are. 
I totally yes, disagree does. with you, Gino, and that's the attitude that so many people have. What are we going to do? We can't beat them. It does well, not I'm take a majority one. to prevail, but rather an irate, I, tireless I minority I, keen I on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Since Samuel I Adams, I agree, I agree with you, Gerald. I'm not one who, uh, you know, I, I would like to see a trial and and the uh, war crimes put up against them. But as we know, and we need so a new many... system. No, this, no, we this do. is serious. No, because all we're doing, everybody, we, we're just talking. You know, I had a rally. Gary Null does things. The people that on, we have to, we have to make this change happen. We, if we don't have it, if we don't make this change happen, again, I, I write a magazine. I'm a trend forecaster. I've been on this a lot of years. We are going to be annihilated in a nuclear war. Well, that's it's already in front of our eyes. The, by the way, the, the, the Ukrainians bombed that, that, that nuclear shelter again this week. And, and it barely made the news, and they're blaming the Russians for bombing the nuclear power plant that the Russians are occupying. I agree. So what I'm Anybody saying has, to you... Yes. It, I'm sorry, yes. go on. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've been listening to Colonel McGregor, who takes his oath uh, honorably, and uh, to look for enemies, uh, defend us against enemies, foreign and domestic. So he's telling the truth. He's, he's standing up to his pledge and telling us the lies that are going on. You got Scott, uh, as you've had on, Scott, uh, telling the truth of what's going on, a, a Marine. Yeah, we I know, got, but I'm uh, saying we have to do something. If the people well, don't unite for a new movement, we're finished. They're having protests all over Europe. New political parties are forming everywhere, but not in America. Republicans, look at the cover. Go to TrendsJournal.com. TrendsJournal.com and look at the cover of this week's magazine. Republicans versus Democrats equal Bloods versus Crips. Murderers and thieves. You know, know, Jesse Ventura also has a book on on the Kennedy assassination. I think he'd be a good guest, as well as uh, Colonel McGregor. But one last note, Joe, that I won't take up too much time. Okay, yeah, we have other callers. We've got to rush through this. Okay, I'll make it quick. I I don't believe anybody gets away with anything, because I believe in karma. I don't, ultimately, nobody gets away with anything. But one last note. You also are aware of the work of of, uh, Edgar Cayce. What I do believe is these people doing these things don't really believe they're going to suffer the consequences, whether it be on a jury right here or in jail or end up. Yeah, with it doesn't the make any difference. What they, what, they're, they're crazy people don't care. Murderers don't care of consequences. No, but, they, but I agree. But there is a segment around them that they do have wives and children and mothers and fathers, and they will be able to point out that cancer on their body, even to protect their own self-interest. Yeah. But if they knew that a person like Edgar Casey existed and can diagnose me from Virginia Beach and I'm in the Bronx, it validates something invisible is real, it's smart, and in the words of Christ Jesus, nobody gets away with anything. We, we reap what we sow. But they don't believe this. But nobody has totally put a spotlight on Edgar Casey and, and what he was used to do. Yep. No education. No more than anybody went to school. Nobody has put the... Because the, the, no. as Gary okay. says, it's a spiritual problem. It needs a spiritual solution. But they don't know there are current figures All right. in our history. Well, I agree with you. We need a spiritual solution. We have to take action. Look, Jane, I got other callers I want to take before right, we Gerald, close out. Jen, wish you a good holiday. You and the family and everybody else, and uh, good Christmas if I don't talk with you. Okay, man. All the best. Ciao, ciao. Happy Thanksgiving. Frank from Manhattan. 
<clears throat> Gerald, I don't know if you heard this morning, Fauci announced his retirement. And they asked yeah. him in the press conference about his accomplishments. And he said that uh, so-called COVID was only a small a small portion of all his accomplishments. Well, yeah. I'd, always, I'd like to focus on one thing. April 25th, 2003, him and the CDC patented the COVID virus, patent number 7220852B1, and then in 2007, repatented it for detention, detection and treatment. That's the day that he hit everything because then nobody even, they're still asking him, how did this happen? Where did it start? They have a patent number for it. It's answered right there. Uh, oh, this, the Fauci, yeah, the Fauci, the solace, the AIDS uh, yeah. scare, too, that changed the, you know, as a, you know, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's one thing after another. This is Dr. You know, Dr. Dr. David Martin put all this information out on the Gary Knoll Show about a year and a half ago. That's where I got it from, Dr. Yeah. David Martin on the Gary Knoll Show. He read the patent number live on the air, and nobody's, and they still ask Fauci, where did it come from? They have a patent number. It was patented by the United States government. Again, it's a crime syndicate. It's not a yeah. government. Yeah, exactly. it's 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 uh, it's very very sad what's happened in in this country, and um, if again as I, I mentioned to Gino before, if if the people don't unite and and do something to change the course of this, it's only going to get much much worse, and I and uh, yes. and right now just people are talking and no 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 fight no action. And it's happening in other countries where they are. And that's why the people, as I said, it's so important to support Progressive Radio Network. It, and, and again, you know, we, we put out the magazine, the Trends Journal, Occupy Peace. But we need, a, we need a new political movement. And I'll tell you, the person that I would love to see run for president is uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano. And, um, you know, this guy, he's a real constitutional lawyer. Do I agree with everything he says? No. Who agrees with everything anybody says? You know, that's ridiculous. But uh, overall, man, this guy calls it out and knows the facts, and and knows how bad it is. And and we we if we don't have a new third party, it's right. just going to get worse. And I was mentioning to Gino, we are on the cusp of nuclear annihilation, and people don't get it. And just as they were stupid enough to again, I'm a Yankee Doodle, do or die. Uh, and, and talking before with E from Edgewater about his brother, how he believed the, the Vietnam War, and so did so many others, including myself. You know, you believe the government myths and lies, and the masses do. And so we, we have to, we must unite right now uh, for something that's, that, that's going to change the course of history, because we're going to be annihilated. The, 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 the war machine's in charge of our lives. We got the guy who's playing the Secretary of Defense comes from Raytheon, the board of directors. I mean, right in front of our eyes, the second largest defense contractor in the United States, and he's our and he's our Secretary of Defense. I mean, it's right in front of us, you know. So anyway, you know, that's that's the way, you know, I see it. That we have to we have to get a, a different way. I agree. Third party is is the right way.
So thank you very much, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. You too, Joe. And, um, yeah. So the, um, the course of history is in front of us, and it's a dangerous path into the future. Again, that they didn't mention one word about JFK's assassination. And Gino had mentioned, you know, them killing RFK later on. I have a, another one from the, the, daily, the Sunday news. RFK goes home. Ethel cast sorrowful glance at Coffin as Ted Page drawing praise during Mass of St. Patrick's. Son Joseph is beside mother. Eleven pages of stories and photos of Senator Kennedy's funeral. Isn't that nice? Yep. RFK. RFK Jr. That you mentioned before on Gary Nell's show. And I saw that the real Fauci, which Gary Null was also in, was great. It's a scene here. And I watched it, and I wrote this down from what RFK Jr. said about the COVID from the real Fauci. There was tremendous fear in our country that was generated by the press and the media cartel. And I stopped. That's when I wrote, I said, I got to write this down. Because there was tremendous fear in our country that's generated by the wars and how the people follow. He goes on to say, quote, when people get fearful, the capacity for critical thinking gets disabled. Yeah, they get fearful and their capacity for critical thinking gets disabled. The COVID war, the Vietnam war, the war on terror. How could you be so stupid? How could you be so gutless? How could you be so cowardly and moronic to listen to little Georgie Bush Jr. there. Huh? To get you into the war on terror, destroy Iraq and Af Afghanistan. He goes on to say, and when people get fearful, their capacity to critical thinking gets disabled, and it's a human inclination to look for reassurance and leadership from their leaders of authority. Ta-da! He said it perfectly. He saw his uncle, his, he saw, he, his uncle was assassinated. His father was assassinated. His uncle was president of the United States. 
His father was a senator. The guy knew the top. He's been around the world. He's been with the top of the top. He's telling the people what's going on. And it's what I said to Gino before. If we don't unite, we're finished. Because there was tremendous fear in our country that was generated by the press and the medical cartel. And now it's, with that war over, and you go back to our Trends Journal cover, February 22nd, 2020. Two. It's past February. From COVID war to Ukraine war to world war. The people follow their leaders. They look up to authorities. Could you imagine how low can you go to look up to a little piece of crap like the fraud Fauci? Look at the jerk playing the, the, the head now over there under Biden. I forget his name, Gia or something. He says that God gave us two arms so we could get inoculated and vaccinated in each one. What God you're talking about? Go to hell! That's the God that you're talking about. Oh yeah, God invented vaccinations, not natural healing. Isn't that nature in God? No, natural healing's prohibited. And that's why you have to listen to Gary No, because natural healing's the way of the future, the way of the past, and the way of the present for those who want to live life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving, and do the best you can to make it the best you can.